1: Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And I know, I know it's going through your mind. You're you're worried about the economy. You're worried about interest rates. You just heard the intro, the big voice telling you all this stuff you're going to learn about on the show. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about interest rates today because you're worried about interest rates. That's one of those things that's sitting at the back of your mind that when you hear the, the topic of interest rates come up, the first thing that you think is, oh, interest rates are going up, right? That's that's what you think because that's what you're conditioned to feel. Now, if you take a look at what interest rates have done over the last year, they have risen significantly now part of that was due to the government making a decision about a year ago to to raise the prime interest rate now that's that's an interest rate that you and i cannot borrow at that's an interest rate that is made available to banks that allows banks to borrow money and they in turn loan us money which gets me to the part of interest rates that i really want to talk to you about which are mortgage interest rates Yeah, mortgage interest rates. See, the the actual interest rate that floats around out there in the economy, the, the interest rate that you hear about, that tends to be a little bit different than the mortgage interest rates that you will deal with when you become a real estate investor. Pretty, pretty cool stuff, right? Now. Mortgage rates, I mean, we could get into a big discussion on, on what, what drives them. Why, why do mortgage rates fluctuate? How do they fluctuate? Just know this. Mortgage rates are actually linked to the bond market. Did you know that? Yeah. See, the way mortgages work, you and I will go to a bank or we'll go to a mortgage broker or we'll go to some type of lender and we'll apply for a mortgage loan. They, in turn, will review our credit worthiness. They will determine whether or not the property that we're interested in buying has credit worthiness also. They look at everything. It's a, it's a holistic approach. And the reason they do that is they're going to loan us a big chunk of the money that we're going to use to acquire the asset and, and, in some cases, repair the asset. just depends on the type of mortgage loan we're working with. The neat thing about mortgage loans is that it's a source of available money that you and I don't have to go out and create. I don't have to go raise funds, I don't have to go work for funds, I don't have to dig into my savings account for funds. That lender is willing to bring me money that I can use in order to acquire and sometimes to rehab my my property. So, interest rates have gone up. We're 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 very clear on that. We know what's happened a year ago that triggered well, let's let's take a step back. A year ago, something happened in the economy, right? Something we don't even have to describe what happened in the economy. All we have to describe is the effect of what happened in the economy. The effect that happened in the economy was interest rates being pushed up. The prime rate was was pushed up. It went up, I think, three-quarters of a point. Now, the the Mortgage Bankers Association, in conjunction with all the entities that take a look at interest rates, they made a decision that, based on the fact the Fed said— they were going to raise interest rates two full points over time. mortgage interest rates, well they they responded very quickly. They went from like I, I was able to borrow money for less than four percent. yeah, four percent was my I think that was my maximum loan cost. four percent was the interest rate. I was I was actually getting loans at like 3.5, 3.75 that type of thing. So what's going to happen? is the banking community? going to implode? Is it going to completely fall apart? I don't think so. I I really don't think so. And here's why. Now, this is speculation on my part. I don't have any hard factual evidence to, to present to you. I'm just going to give you my opinion. The government realizes that it cannot let the banking system fail again. What happened in 2008 was a massive Problem And the government cannot allow that to happen again. Now we can sacrifice three or four banks here and whatever happened in the background to to make those banks whole if they were ever made whole. I'm, I'm just glad that whoever potentially could have been harmed by it maybe wasn't harmed by it. I know some of you think that that people that were invested in or invested. Some of you think that people that had money in the banks that failed, maybe they should lose the money. I get that. I understand that argument. But here's my point. I'm just not a fan of people being harmed. I'm, I'm really not. And, and even though I spent 27 years in the United States Army learning how to harm other people, I'm just I'm just not into it anymore. I'm totally not into it. So I don't want to see people harmed. And here's the other thing. Those people that had money in those banks, had they not had that money in the banks, had they had that money in real estate, it probably would have been a completely different scenario for them. They wouldn't have had to make the run on the banks and they wouldn't have had to go and try and get their money out. Now, what about these interest rates? I, I told you at the beginning of the show that interest rates, well, they've they've gone up. I mean, it's not a secret. It's not a secret. Interest rates have, have literally doubled in the past year. And it has to do with the fact that the Fed made a decision that they were going to start raising interest rates in relation to what they were seeing with inflation. It's in Al's opinion. I'm not 100% convinced that this is the right way to tackle inflation, but I am not in charge. I'm just a guy that does a radio show talking about real estate investing and how you can become wealthy and not only become wealthy, you can get yourself retired in the next five years. That's what we talk about on the show. But let's talk about these interest rates because interest rates affect our cost of money. Now, a lot of you are sitting on the fence because you think interest rates are too high. You think interest rates are poised to go Up again, you don't think interest rates are going to come down, even though I'm looking at a graph right now that clearly indicates to me that interest rates have fallen a little bit. Now, when I say a little bit, I'm talking about a little bit. I'm not talking dropping from a 7% interest rate all the way down to like a a 4% interest rate. That's that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about dropping from like a 7% interest rate to like a 6.85% interest rate. Yeah. So interest rates fluctuate and they fluctuate over time. The government has a hand in what interest rates can do, but normally interest rates do tend to follow market forces. Yeah. Market forces. I mean, that's a cool thing, right? Okay. Let's talk about what the experts predict mortgage interest rates will do in the upcoming months. Now, these are, these are five or six different entities that I sourced. They're all talking about what they think will affect the 30 year fixed rate mortgage. By the way, if you're a real estate investor and you're messing around with variable rate mor- mortgages, you are wrong. Let me say that again. If you're a real estate investor and you're messing around with variable rate mortgages, you are wrong. Don't do that. Don't do that. Let me get back to the predictions. So, <clears throat> Compass U.S. region president, this is Compass Bank, guy's name is Nita Navab, hopefully I didn't butcher his name, this is what he says, there have been signals that mortgage interest rates may be at or near their peak, given recent encouraging news about inflation, and a corresponding drop in the U.S. treasury yields that help set mortgage rates. A sustained drop could push mortgage rates into the 5% range late in the second quarter or in the second half of 2023, but that's not guaranteed. Definitely not guaranteed. Okay, so there's there's the president of Compass Bank indicating that he believes interest rates for mortgages could be heading back down. This would be a good thing for us as real estate investors because the cost of our money goes down and therefore the amount of money we, we retain in the form of cash flow goes up. Does that make sense? All right, let's, let's talk about those mortgage bankers. Yeah, the MBA, the Mortgage Bankers Association. Here's their statement. Long-term rates have already peaked. Wow. Let me say that again. Long-term rates have already peaked. We expect that 30-year mortgage rates will end 2023 at 5.2%. 5.2%? This is, this is kind of good news. Let's, let's take a look at what the National Association of Realtors, their senior economist and director of forecasting is Nadia Evangelou, And I probably destroyed her name, and I'm sorry, Nadia. But this is what Nadia said. If inflation continues to slow down, and this is what we expect for 2023, mortgage rates may stabilize below 6% in 2023. Okay, Freddie Mac, what do they say? Forecasts the average 30-year mortgage rates to start at 6.6% in quarter one of 2023, which we just left, and end at 6.2% in quarter four of 2023. Now, there's an economist at Realtor.com. His name is Jiaxi Zhu, and I, I know I butchered his name, and I'm so sorry, Mr. Zhu. He says mortgage rates are likely to move in the 6 to 7% range over the next few weeks, which continues to pose a significant challenge to affordability. Okay, now, he's talking about short-term stuff. But remember, everything that I've talked about up to this point has been mostly focused on long-term rates. So the forecast is rates are falling. Can you count on it? I don't know. When we come back from the break, we'll talk about that. Stick around. Got questions?
0: Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be a part of Lifestyles Unlimited? Del Wamsley tells you what to expect when you join us for the next live online free workshop. We've been here for 30 years. Over 30 years, we've had and or do have roughly 50,000 plus members all over the United States. We have retired tens of thousands of people, and it's just incredible what you're going to find that you're going to be in here. Not only are you going to find the greatest amount of information and education, you're going to find the people, the most open people you've ever met in your entire life. Come meet the people at Lifestyles Unlimited who will help you change your life and empower you to stop depending on a paycheck, your 401k, IRA, or social security for your future. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. At the free workshop, we'll teach you the five ways to make money with real estate, cashflow, Equity capture, appreciation, equity buildup, and the tax advantages. Like Dell says, we'll open our books and show you how the numbers work with both single family and multifamily case studies. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. <laughs> creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor
1: Radio Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. In the last segment, I hit you with a whole bunch of quotes, a whole bunch of experts That are talking about mortgage interest rates. And that's what we're talking about on the show. We're talking about mortgage interest rates. And I know there are a lot of you out there that are concerned about rising mortgage interest rates. Now, those of you that are legitimate real estate investors, you know that as mortgage interest rates go up, the cost associated with that money also goes up. But you also know that by buying fixed loans, you are protected against fluctuation changes in your interest rates. Now, I know for the fact that over the last year, there or maybe the year to two, the last, let's go with the last two years. I know for a fact over the last two years, there were real estate investors that were buying properties and they were toying with the idea of having variable rate mortgages. Part of the reason they chose a variable rate mortgage was that mortgage indicated to them that it would cost less as far as carrying costs, especially in the in the the short term and if interest rates, you know, didn't change, they would continue to produce better rates or better costs to the investor than a fixed mortgage rate. However, what's happened to, to interest rates over the last year. We all know what's happened to interest rates over the last year. It's all an effect of the inflationary system in our country. And as a result of that, mortgage interest rates were affected. Mortgage interest rates have, have literally doubled in the last year. So what does that mean? It means it's an impact on our cost of doing business, but it doesn't put us out of business. Does that make sense? So there, there may be situations where we buy an asset and maybe we're not able to get as good of cash flow as we could have received a year ago because the cost of our financing is a little bit more. Or maybe we go into the deal and we don't pay quite as much for the property because we want to keep our cash flow where it's at as a result of that because we have a higher mortgage cost where we can only afford to pay so much for the property. So there's a lot of things that, that go into this. Now, I want to give you one more quote, and this is from Zillow's Home Loan Senior Macro Economist. This, this gentleman's name is Orphy Devongi. And he says this now. Now, I want you to listen to this and take a step back when you hear everything that I quote. Here's the quote. A fight over raising the debt ceiling is likely to drag into the summer and mortgage borrowers should expect rate volatility as a result. Did you take a step back? Do you have any idea what this guy's talking about? I'm serious. I'm, I'm not picking on you. I'm not picking on you. I'm, I'm having trouble understanding what this guy is talking about, too. But he's talking about something that's that's called a debt ceiling. What is a debt ceiling? Well, a debt ceiling is something that is, well, a ceiling is, is the highest you can go, right? You've heard of the glass ceiling, right? Remember the glass ceiling? The glass ceiling existed so that certain persons were not allowed to to rise above whatever that glass ceiling was set at, even though other people were allowed to go above it. Okay, so now you know what a ceiling is, right? So a fight over raising the debt ceiling is likely to drag into the summer. He's talking about the forces that think interest rates need to go up more. That's exactly what he's talking about. And there are forces in this country that are saying that's it. We've we've maxed it out. We've raised interest rates so fast, so quickly over such a short period of time. You should have received your impact on inflation and you need to stop doing this because we're already seeing in the economy banks that are failing and they're failing because they made investment decisions based on the fact that we had very low interest rates and that when those interest rates dramatically went up those banks were affected because they could not get out of those financial instruments and as a result of that they couldn't pay their their holders the people that had put money into the bank and the whole thing just it was like a ponzi scheme it just collapsed so mortgage rate predictions for April 2023 I don't care I'm honest I really don't care if I'm buying a property today then I need to know what the mortgage rates are effective today or what the mortgage rates potentially are going to be in the next 30 to 45 days. One of the first things that I do is I lock in my rate with my lender. As soon as I am eligible to lock in a rate, I lock in a rate with my lender. Now, my lender is kind of a nice guy. He is. He's a nice guy. What do I mean by him being a nice guy? Well, if I lock in my interest rate today. And let's say in 45 days, when I go to close on, on the property that I'm buying, if that interest rate went down, you know what he's going to do because he's a nice guy. He's going to lower the interest rate. He's going to give me the lower of the two interest rates. Yeah. He's a nice guy. And here's, here's what he's going to do. If the mortgage rate goes up, let's say the mortgage rate goes up. I'm still going to get the lower of the two because my mortgage guy is a nice guy. Well, he is a nice guy, but the reality of it is because I was smart enough to lock in my rate and I chose a mortgage entity that is willing to work with me should the rates adjust downward, but they won't abuse me if the rates adjust upward. This is the right scenario for me. This is the right scenario for you. Did you know, now let me let me back up a minute because I want to talk about the purchase of a property, and this particular property that I'm going to talk about, I, I kind of mentioned it earlier in the show. I said, you know, what if we bought a property for uh, that was worth one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars? And and remember, and I said, okay, so we put like twenty-five percent down, and then the the lender comes in with the. I said, okay, basically what I said was we'd put twenty-five thousand dollars down, the lender would come in with hundred thousand dollars, right? Okay, that's how you buy property at retail pricing. That's not how we buy property at Lifestyles Unlimited. That's not how we're trained to buy property. I just gave you that as an example. I don't want you buying property that way unless that's how you choose to buy property. What I want you to do is I want you to find an asset that's got problems. Yeah, I'm serious. I want you to find an asset that doesn't look very good. It doesn't have good curb appeal. Maybe when you walk into the asset, it's it's old, it's dated. it's It looks like it's 100 years old in, in the property, and nobody's done anything about it. All fixed up, it's worth $125,000. You're not going to pay $125,000 for this property. But when you do it the Lifestyles Unlimited way, what's going to happen is you will acquire this property at wholesale pricing. You will fix this property up while still... Commanding wholesale pricing, and you will have something between that wholesale pricing, your all in price, and that actual retail value that's equity you're gonna capture in this particular deal. You're gonna capture equity of over $19,000. And it's going to take you about $13,000 to get into this deal. Now, notice so far, I have not discussed interest rates. I have not brought interest rates up at all. Interest rates are not important right now. Keep in mind, we can buy this property for, this, $39,900. Now, this property is a two-bedroom, one-bath property. It was built in 1910. Okay, so this property is over 100 years old. So it's, it's going to have some, some things in it that are from over a century Ago. And it's going to be missing some things that maybe today's modern properties have. You're going to buy this property at wholesale pricing. Remember, we can buy this thing for under $40,000. Okay, you put a little over $13,000 into the deal. You captured over $19,000 worth of equity. When we divide that $19,000 by the $13,000 we put into the deal, we're getting 145% return on equity. That's wealth that goes on your balance sheet. You just made over $19,000 by buying this particular property and renovating it. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Now, it gets even better because this particular property also provides something called cash flow. What's cash flow? Well, cash flow is your profit. It's the money that this particular asset produces for you on a monthly basis. And the cash flow on this particular property works out to be, now get this, 26.13%. Yeah, I went out to that decimal number, 26.13%. So how did I come up with that number? Well, pretty simply, the cash flow that this asset Produces is two hundred and eighty nine dollars per month. When you annualize that, in other words, you take twelve months worth of monthly cash flow and you put it all together, you wind up with three thousand four hundred and sixty eight dollars. That's that's the amount of profit that you've made over a year on this property. So if you've got three thousand four hundred and sixty eight dollars in annual income and it costs you a little over thirteen thousand dollars to buy into this asset, cash. On cash return is 26.13%. But here's the thing. When I did my workup on this property, you know what I use for my interest rate? 7%. So what's the cost of money? Well, the cost of money is 7%. That's what the mortgages that are available to me today are available for, 7%. Now, what does that mean? It means that my Principal and interest payments are are going to be a certain amount of money. Okay, they're going to be a very certain amount of money. Your mortgage cost on this particular asset at a 7% rate is $624. You heard me correctly, $624. Now, this is going to allow you to generate that cash flow of $289. So, what happens? What happens if interest rates adjust? What happens if I'm getting ready to buy this asset and all of a sudden interest rates go down? I mentioned to you earlier that the way I set up my mortgages, I am protected. If the mortgage interest rate goes down, I benefit. If it goes up, I benefit too because I don't go up with the price because I locked it in. Remember, I told you I'd locked in my rates and my locks allow me to lower the rate if the market lowers effectively. Does that make sense? I know that makes sense to you. All right. So in this particular asset, let's say the mortgage interest rate went down to 6%. What that means to me is that it would increase my cash flow by about $60, $60 per month. So instead of getting $289 a month, what, what am I getting like almost 350? Okay. So I would benefit from that interest rate going down. But here's the point. I'm benefiting right now even at a 7% interest rate. I am I'm am not going to mickey mouse around with this particular deal hoping that the interest rate goes down so that I can make a few more dollars in cash flow because to me it's immaterial. Now remember, when we we talked about this property, remember I'm I'm capturing over $19,000 of equity in this property. What does that mean? It means that for the 13000 in change that I put into this deal, I'm picking up another $19,000. That means I've got over $32,000 of equity in this particular property. It's worth $125,000. The mortgage on this property is only about $93,750. The difference between that mortgage payment and the retail price of that property is all my wealth. It's all my wealth in that particular asset. And that asset is still paying me cash flow. Now, I would love to see the interest rates go down before I closed on this particular property. Why? Because I benefit. I benefit as an investor. But if the rates don't go down before I close on the property, I'm still going to benefit because this particular property still does for me what I intended it to do. And if I intend to hold this property, let's say for five years, if I held the property for five years and it only went up, let's say three and a half percent through natural appreciation every year, and I sold this property at the end of five years, you want to know what my, my adjusted gain would be on this asset? 264%. Now that takes into account all the cash flow. That takes into account that equity that I captured up front. It takes into account the additional equity that I earned because the property will go up in value. Properties tend to go up in value Every year. Sometimes they don't, but the majority of the time they do. I'm I'm expecting this property to go up in value over the next five years. I'm not seeing anything in the financial markets that's telling me that this this could be a bad thing for us in the future. I think the economy is going to be just fine. I think we're going to be just healthy. And this asset, regardless of what happens in the economy, will stay a fixed asset. In other words, the cost for the mortgage on this particular asset will not change. Now, things that could change are property taxes and insurance and, of course, the rent that I command on this particular property. Now, this, the rent on this property is really not that bad. It, it commands about a $1,350 rental price. So when you take the taxes out, you take the insurance out, you take the mortgage of $624 out, you still wind up with that cash flow of $289. And that's nothing to sneeze at, 289 $289. That works out, again, to be a 26% return on investment just on the cash on cash. And if you hold the property for five years, you operate it correctly, you can turn this investment into a 264% return on your original investment. Yeah, I'm almost speechless. I'm almost speechless. I mean, think about it. Think about it. You started with $13,000. If you sold that property... At the end of five years, you would get a nice, big, fat check for an adjusted capital gains of over $48,000. When's the last time you took $13,000 and you turned it into $48,000? When's the last time? Yeah, you haven't, have you? You haven't. It's because you're not investing in real estate. What you're doing right now is you're investing in something called the stock market. In Al's opinion, that's not investing at all. That's gambling. What I want to see you do is get involved with real estate investing. The best way to do it is go to lifestylesunlimited.com, sign up for one of our free workshops, and let's get you going.